One Nation. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio, hosted by me, Richard Latta. I'm a writer on WhatCulture.com and PWMania.com, and one man, Jack of all trades, and James Boyd, who's never met a sports debate he didn't like. We're a pro wrestling podcast, a sports podcast, a music podcast, all rolled in one. If you want to send us feedback or questions, our Twitter information is as follows: at One Nation Radio, at Danger Rich 32, or at JDizzy 87. If you want to email us also, we take questions at RadioOneNation at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show now on iTunes. The link is in our Twitter bio. Or you can check the right side of the page at OneNationRadio.Podomatic.com. Please rate it and tell a friend. A couple other sites you can find us at for instant streaming and more are OneNationSports.WordPress.com or ForeverWrestling.Tumblr.com. And if you want to get with us immediately, check out the Wrestling Circle on Facebook. Now that you've heard how to reach us, let's get to the show. One Nation Radio! Welcome to One Nation Radio. No, we are not advocating for y'all to move that door. What's going on, y'all? Yeah, that's racist, bro. What? That's racist. Oh, what racist? I'm not gonna say why. <laughs> um, we are getting ready for extreme rules. Um, James, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, um, I ain't gonna tell you what I'm doing, but nah, not not much. And uh, we got we got uh Josh Smith here with us. Josh, what's going on, man? Well, Tamina Snuka is going to wrestle Paige tonight, so you know I'm doing good. Pause. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, this is Rich. Um, I'm pretty good myself, everybody. It's been a couple weeks since we've been on the air. Um, we've been enjoying the post-WrestleMania whole wrestling thing and you know there's been you know a lot of stuff happening and um a lot of pretty good articles dropped recently so make sure you go check those out um stream rules tonight um i'm gonna just jump right into it uh john cena and bray wyatt steel cage match the steel's cage brother um one question about this um do you guys believe at all that Cena's going to turn heel? No. Um, not from this feud, no. Maybe in the future, but not from this feud. And what exactly does he's got the whole world in his hands mean? Well, isn't it supposed to be the fact that he calls himself the eater of worlds and all that other foolishness? No, I it have means, no idea. It means, it means they're sacrilegious. That's what that means. Well, I mean, wrestling's you know, a bit sacrilegious and racist. No, it's not. Okay. We, I mean, we only have, you know, how long has Russ been around? Hundred, hundreds wrestling? of years. We have like 200 years of, of proof that that is the case. That is the case. Hey, that's Donald Sterling should have just been in wrestling. Like Spooner and Alex Express says otherwise. Yeah, he could be governor. Yeah, if he had did that, he'd have been being governor of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> um... Any predictions for this one? Uh, 
I would say that Bray Wyatt wins um, via the help of the Minions. I'm actually going to say um, Cena is, is going to win here, and it's going to be like, we're going to see Cena whoop the hell out of Wyatt in an like, absolutely like brutal way, and further piss off everybody on the internet, which I would just just enjoy. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not the biggest Wyatt family fan, but um, Cena, the whole the whole scene on Monday night, you know, once again the hyperbole is like out of control with uh, people on online when it comes to Bray Wyatt. Um, they're talking about that uh, thing with where they surrounded the cage with the kids. They were saying, you know, oh, it's the greatest segment ever. Well, I want to just say that uh, the uh, Yes Movement, you know, Occupy Raw would like a word with you. The uh, Championship, you know, Ascension Ceremony, you know, will have a word with you. The Beard Chart would like to have a word with you. You know, different things like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't... I, didn't, I, didn't, I mean, people were allowed to be prisoners at the moment, I guess. But it, people understand how that goes. Like, over time, it'll get re, recontextualized. And, sure. I mean, one thing that uh, that Jim Ross was saying about, you know, and, and I think he usually has pretty good input on this stuff, is uh, he said that he thought it was pretty creative. But he said, I don't know exactly what it accomplished. Yeah. Is what, you know, he said it was it was a great visual, but what did it really accomplish at that point? He's like the way that they left. It, he said it wasn't definitive enough. He said it was really good, but the way the way the the, uh, the spot ended was kind of weird. It's like they're trying to make us cheer for Bray Wyatt almost, like yeah. on purpose. Like nah. <laughs> like nah, bro. The way I see it happening, this is just my personal uh, analogy. I was talking, me and uh, James were just talking about this. Do you remember when Hulk Hogan put on the black clothes when he was wrestling against uh, the Alliance to end Hulkamania? Yes. It's going to be like that. Oh, my gosh. And and, and what have I been calling this feud? Is the updated John Cena or Hulk Hogan versus Dungeon of Doom. Oh, you've been saying that? Yeah, Yeah, I mentioned that like a month ago. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't hear you say that. That's hilarious. No, yeah. But, I mean, that way that really we can, because, you know, and I don't know who I saw write this, but I saw someone uh, write something, a similar thought where they were saying, you know, if you compare Daniel Bryan over the last year and a half or two years, uh-huh. the fact that he's stayed a face, but he's had extreme character development. He's gone through a lot of different phases with his personality and showing the different range of emotions and what he can do, mm-hmm. you know, Whereas with, with Cena, you never get that. He literally is the, the same guy as a face for the last, like, six or seven years. And the only thing that changes is the storyline. At yeah. first, when he told me, when, first when he mentioned it to me, I thought, okay, you know, uh, maybe not. And then he explained it that way, and I was like, yeah, you're right, 100%. So I could see this being something where, yeah, I don't think we're going to see Cena turn at all, but I think we'll see him possibly move into a different role of his character like you were saying, where he, I think he's going to maybe beat the crap out of uh, Bray Wyatt winning the match. And be like, he'll, he'll almost be questioning, like, isn't this what y'all wanted? Like, you know, y'all wanted me yeah. to do this, right? Yeah. What were you saying, James, about uh, uh, Austin and Brett? Oh, yeah. Another element that this could possibly happen is, like, um, Austin Brett right, when, right before the double switch to where... We, we clearly know who's the face and who's the hill, but there's also, like, a subset of people that, like, are see it the other way in a, in a subversive way of, you know, 
Bray Wyatt, especially with the internet now, is the Bray Wyatt's the internet guy, and we want to root for him, but we're sick of still John Cena, so we're going to boot him, and it's almost at the point where Cena has been so still that it's, it's, it's like even... Even in the storyline, the fact that him being still is, is, is being annoying is part of, is the storyline. And right. see the decision of this new up and comer guy who's, at, who's really evil, but people kind of like him anyway. So that it's going to become um, that it, there's just that aspect to it. I don't think it's going to be a double switch or anything like that. And I damn sure don't think that Bray Wyatt is Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But at the same time, it's, it's just it's just like you know how this stuff is it's recycled parts from other storylines and brought out to brought out to tweaking. you know yeah just tweak yeah and I mean you you would have to admit this I I suppose Rich I know that you really like John Cena and as great as John Cena follows me on Twitter also just wanted to mention that <laughs> so does Wale actually so does Wale Wale actually hey. followed me this week on Twitter hey, shout out to Wale. Lady rapper. Hey, you need to chill out before we have to start like doing or have a post production crew come out here and put Dean <laughs> like, me? put yourself over like you're Jay, like you just like your Peter Rosenberg and Cheap Heat podcast. Oh so man, you chill. <laughs> yeah, that, but as great as, as what, your, what up, John? Dean, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as good as your article was about Cena, you have to admit that the one the biggest drawback to him is that his character's stale. It is stale, but like he he's the guy that is necessary for him to to kind of be that. Like who else was no. CM Punk gonna go against? Like in that, like it wouldn't have worked better like against anyone else. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't work. It, that wouldn't work for even Austin. You know, it, like or Rock. Like every single guy has to have phases of their character change. This guy's gone for a decade. He's the same guy except for when he first started. That's the only time he's been different. So he needs to change his character. Well, when did he, when did he stop the wigger shit? Like 2006, uh, he, started, he probably stopped it. When he started wrestling Edge after he shot the Marine. So like two thousand, so basically since 2006, he's been a Marine guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's close to a decade. Um. He, I, I don't think he's necessarily even playing a character at this point. Like, but his character has to change. Is all I'm saying. Um. I mean, there's been little aspects to the personality, like, it, but it was actually like, he's this person, he's this complete person, he's himself, but basically, he's this good guy, which, you know, obviously, you would assume he is in real life, otherwise, like, you know, good people don't do all the make-a-wish, you know, things. This is, uh, so, as it happens, it's just, I don't know. It's just like, this is actual life, and I don't know... Well, that's what else you're supposed to do. Well, that's why you keep him as a... Well, that's why I mentioned Brian, because Brian's been a good guy since, you know, since probably just around Raw 1000 is what... Uh, sure, he was a heel at the time, but he was in the middle of his turn because they were starting the anger management storyline. Story yeah, anger management turned the face. And he's been a face that whole time, but he's gone through so many phases already, whereas Cena hasn't done that. But, so you can still change your character while still being a face and not lose out on all the good parts about him being a media relations guy or being the make-a-wish guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um, go ahead. Um, but I was going to say, um, as far as him like turning, turning him heel accomplishes nothing because all he's going to do is make everyone that boos him now 
just just yeah. lose your mind and you know love him like and that and it will just be counterproductive not only to him but all the other wrestlers it would be like okay I'll, now <laughs> now what you know I like him when he was a heel so I like him again I, I didn't watch John Cena when he was ill. I missed that entire Yo, time. hilarious, bro. His raps were so funny. Uh, they, they were cool, but, you know, he wasn't in there with any real rappers. Look. <laughs> hey, what's your future, bro? Next topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, have the uh, probably going to be the main event of the evening. Um, Evolution versus The Shield. Um, Ric Flair comes out styling and profiling on Monday Night Raw, and he comes out there, cuts a, a great promo, um, d- doesn't mess up, and he, uh, endorses the Shield. Is this a swerve? Um, with these, with these reports of Flair, like, being offered a full-time role with WWE again, I don't know if you guys have heard about that. Nah, um, I don't think it's a swerve, I think it's just the general... People love Flair. If you put Flair with uh, Evolution, then it kind of lessens the fact that, you know, Triple H is the biggest heel maybe ever. Yeah. He's still Ric Flair's so, crap. As the greatest heel ever? Yeah. I mean, how do I say this? Okay, for a certain time as a particular character of a certain amount of time frame... I honestly think, or at least maybe I don't, let me phrase this, for what I've seen in wrestling over my years, I think Triple H from SummerSlam 2013 up to now, like this stretch of months, Uh is the best I've ever seen he'll be. Right. Now, as far as 1985 Ric Flair, I really couldn't tell you because I was alive. (laughs) You know, I, you know. How about it now, Rhodes? Yeah, they did with uh, Dexter's ass. That's true. But Rick Flair is also the same guy out here in the Allegiance to Stop Hulk Hogan. Bro, they they broke Ricky Morton's nose. He had to wear a nose guard for the match for American Bash. It was so epic. Look, Ric Flair dressed up as, as the, uh, Ric Flair was a black scorpion. He was a black scorpion, a black scorpion. That's yeah, Ric Flair! The gold heel right there. I think there's going to be some type of swerve. Um, Flair is as, as, natural, you know, as natural as a heel. Um, we're going to see them them get fucked somehow, like, and it's going to be because of Flair, I think. There's, all, there's always the possibility that one of them two is going to turn, is going to turn on... Um, it's going to turn on, on Reigns, so yeah. that's always a possibility. I was saying to I was saying to Josh earlier, like, what would be interesting, he had mentioned would be if um, Daniel Bryan uh, fought Cesaro next month. And I thought, well, what would be really interesting would be if, like, yeah, yeah. I think he said Cesaro. Nice. No, that was me. That was me. Bryan versus Cesaro okay, for uh, yeah. the May pay-per-view, or the June pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah, and I thought what would be cool is like Seth Rollins, at least like the guy that you could like do you would do the swerve with screw over uh, those two, and then like next month as just for you know just as a as a payoff, like yeah, I'm happy for you. Yeah, y'all be having one off and watch them melt the stadium down between Rollins and uh, Daniel Bryan. That'd be nuts. 
That match, that match between Triple H versus Brian, a big run for some money for match of the year. Which we'll be getting back to. Yeah, like, we'll, they'll do some stuff that Triple H and Darren Bryan couldn't do. It wouldn't be probably, like, with the storytelling and all that, but just yeah. on the, you know, in the ring, like, it would, yeah. You, you already know what those boys would do. Um, will this be the match of the night? Yes. Yeah. No, they're not. Page Mina. No, man. The WLC, bro. <laughs> you know? Y'all too. I mean, I mean, it's either going to be that or it will be, or if I was to guess next after that would probably be, I mean, there's only three matches for me that I think have a chance. It'd be uh, Evolution versus Shield, uh, Cesaro, Swagger, uh, RBD, or um, I'm playing, oh, or Daniel Brown versus Kane. Right. Those are the only three things I can think of. I mean, maybe Cena Wyatt, but I'd be surprised. All right. Um... Evolution the Shield. I hope there's some type of uh, way where they can use weapons and all that other stuff. Like that'd be excellent if they did in a no holds barred environment. Not sure if there's any type of uh, stipulation, but WWE, if y'all y'all listening to this, uh, make sure y'all y'all accommodate your boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, how how can they have an Extreme Rules pay per view and not have a Extreme Rules match? Oh, Dan Bryan and Kane is Extreme Rules match. I, I didn't see that it was announced as that. Yeah, it was. Okay, thank God. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that that one in uh, segment two. But, uh... <laughs> Daniel Bryan got the biggest push anyone's ever had, possibly, at a WrestleMania, and now, like, a little than a month later, we're already... Like, he's not even the main event. They want to cool that man's <laughs> chest? <laughs> you want to cool that man's chest? <laughs> <laughs> the man's got, like, the greatest story in the ever, baby. He's talking about, you know, you know he cooled his chest. Oh my gosh. That's real. Um, this man, this man at one night be like 30 times worth of, of, uh, of champion to win, his, to win the belt. I do find it interesting, like the parallels, because, you know, Benoit was fighting Kane, like not soon after right. he won the belt. Uh, while Triple H was like main eventing with Shawn Michaels or something like that, and yeah. it's I don't know, it's eerily similar. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, if you look at the Triple Threat matches, you you guys remember when Triple H and Shawn Michaels like suplex, like did that huge vertical suplex to Benoit through the table, and the whole crowd like booed up, booed him out the building. It was like the same thing with that Randy Orton RKO uh, Batista bomb combo with Daniel Bryan. They're like teaming up, like. This is getting like yeah. it, this is getting eerily like similar. Well, I heard I, you know, and you can't put too much stock in this, but I, I read a report recently where they were saying that some of the WWE officials feel like it's not necessarily Brian that's actually over, and just the yes chant. As stupid as that is, we'll come back to that. that. Okay. This is One Nation Radio. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. We're listening to DJ Khaled. They don't love you no more. The summer anthem. I'm calling it now. You heard it yet, James? No, emailed to me. Alright. Yeah, Jay Z's on there. Meat Mill, French, Ross. Who, who, uh, stole the show? He had the last verse and he held it down. You know, people always like to, like to, um, when Jay Z gets on a song, people they always want to say someone outrap Jay Z. Well, not this time. <laughs> like um, 
the guy that made the starter from the bottom beat uh, made this beat, Mike Zombie. Very hard. Very hard. Um, but as you were saying, Josh, um, the uh, Daniel Bryan uh, people backstage, you know, they're saying, uh, they ha- I'd like to give those people a message that are saying, you know, it's Daniel Bryan not necessarily over. It's just a yes or the no chant. Why don't y'all watch what happens during the matches? Yeah, well, so so what they're saying is they feel like his as a character, he's plateaued because the only real appeal as an underdog was seeing him get to the mountaintop, and now that he's won WrestleMania, they don't feel like he's actually that over. It's just the chant is going to stay over and that his character's not, and that's why they're kind of cooling him down a little bit. And otherwise, they would have put, you know, if it was me, if I was booking it, I would have kept him in a program with the authority and with freaking, you know, Triple H, because that's how you get your underdog champion over. You keep him defying the odds, but instead they put him in a program with Kane. I, don't, I just don't think it's going to be that good for him in the long run. It, it is just like Benoit. Um, what I would say to that is that I think they want to do it with the idea of giving Brian just an easy win. Like, I think Daniel Bryan fans should probably be relieved he's fighting Kane rather than going against Triple H this month because he could possibly, you know, there, I think there's a lot more danger as far as him coming off the belt fighting Triple H than there is Kane. Like, they're not actually going to put the belt on Kane. So give him the Kane win and then let him, you know, keep, you know, he has to reestablish momentum now, basically. Like, they're in a sense, they're right. He plateaued as the, the the chapter in that story is done. Like, you know, he reached that zenith level that we've never seen a motherfucker reach. Like, that is built like him and wrestles the way he does. Um, and now, he has to basically, if you think about it now, the goal is SummerSlam. How do we get to SummerSlam? Like, we can't have that man lose his momentum. Like, they have to take him uphill again, almost. If you know what I'm saying? Well, what they could have done, they could have, and I know we, you know, we all speculated, but they really could have made, instead of having a triple threat, they could have made it a four, uh, an eight-man tag and had him and Neville. Uh, they could have. And it, and it would have kept him hot and also given a bit of shine to uh, to the Shield as well. And you know, I would, and then at that point, you can actually have Brian take the loss in that match, like from a screw job finish or something, and set up for the next month, and make 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 it look even more bleak for him, like he has to overcome the odds, and then mm. you know, and then go from there. I just don't know if WWE would be fan, a fan of not having the belt being defended on pay per view or you know a special event, like. I don't think it necessarily, in the network era now, I don't think it's necessary because they could easily say, okay, we have an NXT showcase match and that's going to be, you know, a part of our pay-per-view. Like, bring up Adrian Neville and have him fight Corey Graves for, like, and, and you know, put the belt on the line and let him, you know, tear the house down to, to make up for that other time on the pay-per-view because when they're putting together these pay-per-views now, like, say they scrap the Daniel Bryan Kane match, um, they're going to have a gap of time to have to fill. So, um, that's what, and especially with Brock Lesnar leaving, like, they're losing basically spots and all that. Putting Evolution together sounds good and all that, but would it really, it would be more effective if they broke them all up, like, and fought in singles matches. But, you know, who knows? I I, I have an explanation for how this happened. What, how Evolution came back together? 
How they came back together, and now they're going to basically main event this uh, pay-per-view. Always, um, man. It happened the same. It basically happened the same way that Daniel Bryan jumped or uh, got jump started into number one. The, or I guess the uh, the pole position. Yeah. Remember how Cena put up for those two months? Yep. Wrote about Remember it Daniel in the Bo- column. Daniel, all right. Daniel Bryan left for a week for his honeymoon. In the meantime, they had raw. They had a raw to put on. So what else could they have done? I mean, Lesnar could have gotten an angle with somebody. Look, what I mean is, what else could they have done to have a to have people to have a good Raw to where people wouldn't have complained about it sucking, even though Raw is just an episodic uh, TV show? Yeah. Um, what could they have done to kept people intrigued? And what did they and what they came up with was we're gonna ha- we're gonna have a Lucha Brothers Shield because one we got to figure out some way to keep Shield hot and give them something to do, and. Um, Triple H is willing to wrestle at the time, and we have Batista for only so much time before he goes out to do his promo stuff um, and then leave. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan's father also unfortunately passed away. Yes. Yeah, which was unexpected, and that happened as well. But I, I feel like one of the reasons why they put Evolution together, aside from just the fact that there is the opportunity to make a dream match between Shield and Evolution, I think that part of it, I don't really think that, like, Batista necessarily, since he's the one who's leaving anyways, I don't think he wants to put over Daniel Bryan in a one-on-one match before he goes out. He doesn't. Um, they say he, since he's already, like, tapped out to him once at WrestleMania, I guess he doesn't think fans or, or it would be a good idea for him to lose, like, to Daniel Bryan on pay-per-view again, like, clean. Which I would be inclined to agree. Plus, you know, I'm holding out hope for, like, I'm actually going to be submitting, working on a Brock Lesnar column, like, that we get Lesnar-Batista at some time in the near future. And I I don't want to see Batista's aura damaged anymore than it is. I just want Jericho to come back. <laughs> Jericho's doing other things. Jericho puts everyone over. He would, he would put Jericho would put me so and you over. Exactly. <laughs> Look, look, we can fight Jericho in a three-on-one handicap match. I mean, and you know, all of us are hit our imaginary finishers and win. <laughs> you already know what my finisher is. What? The military press spine buster. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just steal the sweet shit music. Sweet shit music? Yeah. Plagiarist. So what? It worked for the best. It'll work for me. So what? Again, let me guess. Your finisher is a figure four. No, no, it has to be a sharpshooter. You know. A sharp. Okay. I swear, like, is it me or is everybody that has a finishing that has a um, that has a submission like it's a sharpshooter? Anyone ever does one? Now, my my finisher wouldn't be the sharpshooter. It'd be the scorpion deathlock. <laughs> this <different>. guy. <laughs> <laughs> They're different. Yeah. Um, also, um, on the horizon, we have um, Bad News Barrett taking on Big E Langston, or excuse me, just Big E. Um, actually, before that, I didn't I didn't get predictions for Daniel Bryan match. Everyone's agreement Bryan's going over, right? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan in a screwy finish. Josh. He'll still win, but it'll end like maybe he'll win and he can't on like I don't know. I think Kane taps. I took Kane taps. Kane taps. 
King's chat before. He's tapped the angle. Yeah. Did he tap with a mask on? Yeah, he tapped with a mask on the angle. But that's the only time I can ever remember him tapping out. Well, that was years ago. Ever. Nobody remembers that. That's what I'm saying. So it's a good opportunity. And they can do it, like, you know, with a kendo stick. They can make it, like, interesting. Like, I think uh, Darren Bryan taps Kane. Hmm. Okay. Um, up next, we got uh, Big E versus Wade Barrett, who won the Intercontinental Title Tournament. One of the greatest, uh, you know, concepts for Raw uh, tournament. Duh, it's easy. It's an easy storyline. Duh, it worked out well. You know, maybe I should bring back King of the Ring. You know, that, just saying. But um, hey, another thing about that, when did they start that? Uh, when did they start that tournament? The night after Raw, because why? Or the night after WrestleMania, because why? They knew Dan Brown was going to be gone for a week. Yep. And um, what do you guys make of Barrett winning the tournament? Was this the right move, or would you have preferred to see uh, Sheamus or or Cesaro um, win this tournament? Uh, I think it's the right move, only because uh, the who did you mention? The other two guys, Sheamus and who else? Sheamus, Cesaro. Also, Del Rio was in the tournament, so was Ziggler. Uh, sure, so RBD. Yeah, I think all those guys potentially would have made sense, but but the reason why it's good to have Barrett go is because he hasn't had any kind of pop or, or response in years, not since the Nexus. Uh-huh. And this is the first, and they've invested a lot of time and money into the guy, and now it's starting to pay off. So I think they're trying to you know strike while the iron's hot, which makes sense to me. The other guys wouldn't have benefited from it as much as he would. The thing with right Wade now. Barrett for me is everyone is, is calling for him to win the Intercontinental title. I'm like, how'd that work out the last three times they did it? Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, but they're not, they're not doing anything with Big E. Yeah, like, they, there's, one thing they, there's one thing there's a tradition regardless of them. Like, yeah, I, I hate the way that Big E's being wasted. Yeah. yeah. One thing, but at least here's the thing. They're being consistent. And regardless of whatever your age, whatever. If you win that, you're, you're if you win the Intercontinental belt, you ain't shit. They will clearly like forget about the fact that you had that belt. Like that belt does not matter whatsoever. They might as well get rid of it, even though that belt should kind of be elevated and only prove like to my theory originally when they consolidated the titles that they're for the belts that into the titles that they're going to split those belts up eventually. Well, yeah. if, if they they can put the title on someone like Sheamus, who I'm not saying I like Sheamus, but I'm saying he's got the star power to actually elevate the title. Hold on, here, the hold on. Okay. I was gonna say, you don't like Sheamus? Uh, uh, I mean, I kind of like Sheamus. Like, you know, he had one of the best matches Big Show I've ever seen Big Show in. Like, but, Sheamus doesn't have bad matches. Yeah, Sheamus has good matches, but he, <laughs> but he does have bad feuds. Yes, he does have bad feuds. Yes, I give he you that. Good he's a great wrestler, but it doesn't know how to have good feuds. His character kind of sucks because he's Irish Cena, except like more sophomore. Speaking of yeah. that, reports are Sheamus is set to he's turn heel. Yeah, that's what everybody wants. And he was so much better. He was an awesome heel. And he could potentially be an, a Bryan opponent as well. Yep. Yeah. You notice, strangely, he's not booked tonight, and you know a screwy finish. Two out of three falls. Like, his history rules. Two out of three falls match with Sheamus two years ago is one of his probably probably my second or third favorite Daniel Bryan match ever. So yeah, I agree. You know, his heel run back during WWE 12 
when he ran the United Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> in the video game. That was awesome. Bro, that was awesome. That was the best game run in, in a decade, man. Wow. Um, I, I, I hope Sheamus is able to, to find his stride again. Um, he's, he's always been one of my favorite wrestlers since I come back, you know, to start watching. Just because, A, he has a, he has a ridiculous look. Um, he's a big motherfucker, super athletic. He's like, super athletic. bro, yeah, super athletico. He's the real super athletico, not Rusev. Um, I feel like he's like, if you put uh, Luke Harper and John Cena together, he's Sheamus. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. I, 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 and, and, and the internet, you know, and the internet has a gall to boo that man now. Like, man, fuck y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, John I think that's personally for them. John just made a comment that he likes Luke Harper more, and I was like, yeah, that's because you haven't seen him wrestle for five straight years. Yeah. Over time, it's like, yeah, a lot of like all the super kicks and, and uh, suicide dives to the second rope will get old. Yeah. It's like the WCW, like, eventually there's only so many Huracaranas you can watch. Yeah. Like, and there's only, there's only so many times, you know, to get, sooner or later, it's going to reach tipping point. People get sick and tired of Cesaro or uh, uh, European uppercutting somebody. You go, all right, enough. Nah, I'll never get tired of that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what people are really going to get tired of is Bray Wyatt not being the rest, best wrestler in his own clique. One of these days, we will learn. You know. Lou Harper carrying these bombs. But back on back on Sheamus, one thing uh, I don't think a lot of people have paid as much attention to or given him credit for. I actually think that one of his best opponents is Wade Barrett. It is yeah. because they've left each other a million times overseas. Oh, they're, they're like Jericho and, and Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen a YouTube video of them wrestling in like this, and like this, like it looked like a fifteen by like a like a fifteen by fifteen ring in the middle of a in the middle of a high school basketball hall. Man, their matches on SmackDown from last year are so freaking stiff. Like it's crazy how how good they are for being on such a small show because they've been wrestling each other for about a decade. Yeah, like they've done that. Like, I, I will say this: like way they made. Like, Wade Barrett has climbed up through the through what looked like they're about to be a future endeavor career because he was, um, like, the last time he really mattered at any significant level was, like, what happened with, or what was going on with him in Orton. He'll never like, walk again. Yeah, like, around, like, the TLC 2011 time. So, and then, you know, he broke his, he broke his elbow, whatever happened to his arm, like, the elbow and all of that, and then... Like, there was nothing for him. He came back, and people thought it was going to be something. It didn't materialize anything. He got his fight with Miz and, and uh, for the Intercontinental Belt and dropping it to him at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, got to keep so, the streak going. It's good. <laughs> it's good to know that, like, you know, a guy that he's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of him in the world. I actually, I'm not a fan of him, but I really recognize he's a, he's a good in-ring performer. And, and you know, Half, that's half. That's most of the battle with me. So if he can, if he finally comes out with something that makes some sense for him, to, you know, aside from actually being in the ring, then more power to him, more power to the, the creator for coming up with something for him. Bro, probably. I gotta put myself over real fast. The uh, oh the genuine um, article I dropped last night already has fifty thousand views. If y'all haven't heard it, uh, heard about it? Ten genuinely extreme WWE moments from before the PG era. Um, oh, wait. 
You left out the biggest, the most extreme one, though. What 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 what, what you talking about, James? You know exactly what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? I don't know. Really? I mean, it happened. In, I'll give. I'll put it to you like this. If I remember correctly, it happened in Kansas City. Yes. Oh my gosh, bro, that's not. <laughs> that's not funny. It's not funny. Why you're laughing? That's bad. Yeah, very bad. That was an extreme wow. moment. Was, 49,000 in a was, day. Was, my God. It was an extremely unfortunate and extreme moment. It wasn't scripted. Folks, it happened. Very extreme. It don't get more extreme than death. And with that said, that's going to end, end segment two. Uh, we'll oh. be back with the uh, final segment of One Nation Radio, uh, the Extreme Rules Preview, and where we'll talk about more bullshit. This is One Nation Radio. Radio. Pretty rapid. Of course, you couldn't over. <laughs> Welcome back to One Nation Radio, and we are listening to Evolution, Line in the Sand. Evolution is a mystery! And I don't know the rest of whatever the hell they're saying. Uh, James, Josh, what the fuck are they saying on this song? Man, gonna change, but no one sees. That takes a look at history. Look, man, no one knows what Lemmy is saying. No one. Um, it's a day too long ago. And if, um... What I know... If they perform that live, is there any chance in hell that he remembers what he says? No, and we have to prove that he always boxes what he says. Ask Triple H at WrestleMania every time he brought Motorhead out there. Trying to figure out who I am. Sounds the same. The thing is this, they're anthrax. It's anthrax and it's Motorhead. Like, Motorhead's like more, you would expect them to actually know their lyrics more as yeah. opposed to anthrax in the pit, you know? Alright. So, yeah. Um, so, um, Extreme Rules has, you know, a pretty good history um, as far as uh, putting on, you know, quality entertainment, good pay-per-view. You know, it was right after WrestleMania, so it has the advantage of, you know, a little bit of carryover. This year, not so much. Um, Extreme Rules has a history! Yeah! Full of changes no one sees. Um, you know, for, for me, the, uh, you know, I just want to talk about our memories of, of Extreme Rules years past. Um, a couple years ago when, um, Lesnar comes out, basically attacks Cena, and we get, you know, the bill for 2012 Extreme Rules, we get, um, Lesnar versus Cena, and one of the most ridiculous matches of all time. I, uh, actually watched it yesterday, and, um, it's absolutely, like, like, Lesnar was such a fucking monster, like, when he first came back, like, it, it was almost like he was going off script. Yeah. Yeah, it was, especially when he jumped over. Yeah. Like, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I place that on my list as the match of the year. A lot of people disagree because they have a problem with, you know, how can a match be match of the year when... The guy who won only basically got one offensive move in the entire match, but it wasn't—it really wasn't that for me. It literally was the realism to it. it it's probably aside—it's—it's it's probably for me aside from the uh, the I Quit match between Rock and uh, Mankind. 
one of the most shocking moments I've ever seen as far as a, a match overall because he just beat the crap out of John Cena, and I actually ended up feeling bad for John that night. Like, it was pretty hard to watch. You felt so bad for me, you just referred to him as John as opposed to Cena. Yeah. yeah. Per- like, you just, yeah. Like, you just personalized him. All right, damn, John. You just pulled the Jim Ross. Like, Jim Ross, when guys like you have, like, a long career, and also he'll call, like, he'll call Triple H Hunter. Or he'll call Sean Michael Sean, like that. Yeah. I thought Michael, I felt bad for Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Um, that same night, um... You know, CM Punk and Jericho went off in a Chicago street fight and an awesome street fight where Jericho, like, hit Punk with, like, every single move. And Punk still, you know, he super punked him pretty much. And then the match we were talking about earlier, the two out of three falls match with Dan Bryan. Um, and then, you know, Randy Orton Kane had a solid match that night. And Cody Rhodes beat Big Show in a table match, which we would have never seen that coming. Like, I think overall top to bottom, like, 2012 Extreme Rules was a, was a phenomenal event. Um, what do you guys remember about 2012 Extreme Rules? Um, I mean, it was just, it was great. I, I mean, for, for me, cause as I said, I talked to y'all about it. Like, I wasn't really, I wasn't into to the day of Brock, but well, I was before the whole, I knew it was an indie star and all that, but it was just, I had seen, for me, because I, I was just, you know, following here and there at that time before I really got into it again, and that season, the one thing that caught my eye about Daniel Brown, like, okay, he, okay he, I can see that people like him, but wasn't so much, was SummerSlam 11 against Wade Barrett. Um, it was a little short match, but it was it was good, very good. Uh, and then this match, was, for me, is what put me on my, okay, this dude is everything. I get everything everyone's ever said about him, and that was against Sheamus. Like, it, like that match was just fantastic. Um. Then, and if, I really think that he really needed that to boost him, especially after what had happened at uh, WrestleMania in the eyes of, uh, I guess uh, I would say, the, the powers that be. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he already, you know, that decision kickstarted all this, and then that, to just to take it from there and just have a, and have a great match was just so we can set this whole thing in, in line. So you're asking what the, sh- what the two out of three falls ma- match meant to us? Like yeah, like the yeah. 2012 like uh, one. Like is that a memorable memorable in your uh, event in your opinion? Guys? I mean, I mean, there's something. I think James did a great job covering the importance and significance of that match. Obviously, um, overall, you know, he's pretty much on point with that. Uh, but just as an overall feeling, that actual pay per view, just in general, is probably one of the top 10 greatest pay-per-views WWE ever produced top to bottom, That's, I would say. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree, you know, just like without yeah. doing any research, like just off of those three matches. Yeah. Yeah, like that was the wrestle, like that card and what they put on, like that's better than a lot of WrestleMania. Yeah, and, and Randy Orton and Kane actually had a pretty good, uh, uh, that was like uh, your yeah. only good match they had in that feud. Then a good false count uh, anywhere match that was kind of underrated. And then again, they buried Ryder in the middle of that match again. Oh yeah, they did. They got King on there with their ass out of nowhere. But that's one of the that's one that's one of the most satisfying pay per views I ever saw. The only thing I wish they would have done is actually given John Cena some time off, like they were trying to make it seem like they were gonna do. Yeah, it was funny because after after he wins that match. I thought like I'm going away, and it's funny because he almost had like a talk with the crowd, okay. the way that Rocky had with the Russian crowd and Rocky Four. Yeah, it was like, you know, like Ernie Mitchell. Like, <laughs> That's I, what like, we need to talk about. Like, I already respect 
this night and after that third, and I'm going to be going away for a little bit. I'll probably holler at you. And then, like, the next, like, I think the nerd next day, like, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, um, so, um, heading into, uh, I think there was, like, 2011. I'm trying to pull up that card. Give me one second. But, yeah, man, uh, Rocky, like, um, James. So, um, you have to tell the world about this theory that you have. We're going off topic right now. But, no, 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 This is what we're going to do. We're going to have a Rocky podcast, and then I'll discuss it there. Okay, that's fair. Um, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a short thing. It'll be like 45 minutes or whatever. 45 yeah, minutes y'all, right. y'all don't want to miss this, like this, this Rocky podcast. Any fans of Rock, the movie Rocky, the Rocky series, Apollo Creed, Ivan Drago, make sure you tune in. Um, we'll try to get that one to you guys as, as soon as possible. But, um, yeah, like... It was just interesting that, you know, out of nowhere, I, I mentioned Rocky out of nowhere to, to Josh today. I forgot the reason why. And then all of a sudden he lights up and was like, dude, I love Rocky. And then it was, my first thought was, well, how the hell have me, me, you, and Rich have not talked about Rocky one time yet until now? So I immediately <laughs> call you, and then, you know, that's, and that's how it goes. We talk for a few minutes, and, you know, me, me, and, Rich, me and Rich talk about a bunch of things. But mainly, like, it, it's pretty much... Sports, mostly basketball when it comes to sports. Wrestling, we talk about music, of course, and then after that, it's like I love Rocky. Yeah, (laughs) that's like the fourth thing that we talk about. It's somewhere in the top 15. It's somewhere in the top 15. So, so we're going to have fun with this. We finally got another person, like a third person that's kind of like, you know, a constant conversation about uh, a topic that we've talked about a lot. Yeah. Um... Also, like this, I kind of want to add TV in if, if we can get into it with uh, Orange's new Black season two dropping. Like we can uh, talk about that a little bit. And um, but what date did we drop? Sometime in June. I want to say June first. I'm hoping. I have to look it up. Union Kane. Union Kane, pa- paper champion. Tommy Gunn beat Union Kane. Hey man, paper Are champion. Hey, was Tommy Gunn the last white world heavyweight champion? No, Vladimir Klitschko. American white. In in real life? That was real life. Rocky yeah. was real, man. Like Tom, you mean like Tommy Morrison or Tommy the Machine? No, real Tommy life. Gunn, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> You know, it was in the alternate universe. You know, all the all the boxing federations somewhere. Like Rocky was a boxing federation. You know, they got the IBF, the WBO, the WBA. Why why don't Rocky shit count? It, it's not any you know less legit than those ones. Um, it's the picture. Just go with it. I got a championship Rocky belt at home. Look, man, bring out everybody is a champion in boxing. Everybody. Every belt is every match is a unification match. But um, last year at Extreme Rules, we saw the Shield uh, win the tag team championships. Uh, Cena and Ryback, you know, of course, after no contest, pretty good last man standing match. Um, Lesnar and Triple H have that, you know, to have another Steel's Cage match. Del Rio beats Jack Swagger in an I Quit match. Sheamus and Mark Henry kind of underwhelmed us with a strap match, which we both thought that 
Um, like James and I both thought that that match was going to be, you know, something to watch for. But uh, and Dean Ambrose won the United States title that night. You're not really? Yes. yes. Oh my god. Yo, he just defended his title, fighting champion, bro. Yes. Fighting champion. Fighting champion, yeah. That man defended that belt as much as I have. Yeah. And yeah. the one thing that I find funny is even it was so ridiculous how how that was going, that even while the shields were heels, JBS mentioned how the, how that man didn't defend the belt, which is like yeah. heel on heel crime. Yeah. Look, you have you have more fingers in your right on your right hand than Dean Ambrose has title defenses. Wow. <laughs> like, when does Dean Ambrose come off the United States title? Yo, I think he, I think that the victory he got on SmackDown was the first clean victory he's had the entire year So we're a little distracted here. Right now we're watching uh, the WrestleMania 22 match between uh, Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon. And even though Vince can't wrestle to save his ass, like to save his life, this match is still so compelling because it's all, hey, all this like, comedy stuff. Vince McMahon be still on the show, bro. I don't know what she's talking about. Vince McMahon has, look, every WrestleMania match, Vince McMahon been in his Raw except the one with Bret Hart. That man fought Hogan at WrestleMania. That man fought Shane. He fought Shawn Michaels. This match won Match of the Year back from PWI that year. Get the fuck out of here. They did it. Go look it up. PWI, Match of the Year. Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon. That, that was better than Undertaker versus Kurt Angle. That was better than John Cena versus Triple H. That was better than Edge versus Mick Foley. Really? This match in 2002 wasn't better than that Orton Angle uh, Rey Mysterio match. Yeah, that's the same I'm shit. Not saying, I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying that that's what it is. Granted, it was a great match because, like, well, here's the thing. The bar goes so long with Vince involved. So you're like, all right, this match is like the same thing with, like, Big Show or, like, Mark Henry have a great, great match. You're kind of like, well, when them two had that great match that uh, involved, uh, I forgot what pay-per-view was, where they basically broke the ring down on the Lesnar uh, spot. You see, you're still like, I can't believe these two guys that are this old and this big can still actually have a good match. So, like, your expectations are down, so you're pleasantly surprised. That's how it works. Yeah. So, are we going to go back to Extreme Rules? <laughs> Man, we digress all the time. Yeah, Josh, what you, what, you, what you got in mind? Exactly. You want that view that we're digressing, but what else do you want to talk about that's compelling? Well, you, you said for us to tell you our favorite moments. All right, go ahead. All right. My favorite moment from Extreme Rules uh, that we haven't covered was the first Extreme Rules. The main event was the TLC match between Edge and Jeff Hardy. Yes. It was a block to their feet. It was a great match. Uh, Hardy ends up winning the, the match and regaining the title. And right then and there, CM Punk cashes in on him as a face. Yes. And it's awesome. Which is the first the, time a face cashed in on a face. Yeah, and and uh, and the crowd is not happy about it either. They're pretty pissed. No, it'd be like that for And that's when we get Sam Punk first heel turn in WWE. Yeah, which leads to that whole SummerSlam thing. Yeah. 
Oh, that's what Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm done with it. And plus, you know me, I don't like Jeff Hardy no way, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Jeff Hardy and Edge. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, those two have a have a you know ridiculous history with each other. WrestleMania 23, that uh that ridiculous leg drop. WrestleMania 17, yeah. that ridiculous spear. Then you know all those tag team matches. Like, hey, real quick, the 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 they don't give a fuck about themselves. All stars, who are who are who are the member? Who is the starting five of the? They don't care about themselves. All stars. Oh, uh, gotta Mick be Foley. Mick Foley, Edge, Sabu, Jeff Hardy, or who else? Jeff Funk. Yep. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, Terry Funk really doesn't care about himself. Bro. Let's see. There's got to be somebody else in ECW you forgetting. Yeah, New, New Jack. Jack. <laughs> yeah. New Jack gave no fucks. Not only does he not care about himself, he cares about nobody. Yeah. Shout out to New Jack. Shout out to New Jack. I ain't, I ain't saying nothing bad about New Jack. New Jack is friends with me on Facebook. He might find this. <laughs> what is this going to do that he said he tried to kill? Uh, during that, during that scaffold jump off thing, going to the tables. Oh, I don't know, bro. Musafa? No, it's Vic Grimes. Yeah, he's like, I, 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 it's not too much, but I tried to kill him. Continuation of excellence, rather than he's doing anything to differentiate himself from that excellence. Like, well, I mean, and even even though it's not going on right now, but before the WrestleMania match when they were in Chicago, that yes. sparky, uh, uh, yeah, CM Punk, CM Punk Yeah, I was saying that was amazing. Yes, um, I think eventually it's going to lead to Cesaro eventually getting sick of that shit and saying, "Hold mm-hmm. on, bro," and you know, we eventually get hopefully. Cesaro versus uh, Lesnar, you know, uh, you know, as a wrestling, you know, will mark out altogether if that happens. But yo, do you think he could throw? Do you think he could throw Lesnar up in the air and freaking uppercut him? Look, he could throw Yokozuna in the air and uppercut him. You know how strong Cesaro is. Well, remember how they had the memes of, of like ridiculous, hilarious matches that they took place to be funny, where it was like, you know. Nikki Bell versus John Cena if Nikki wins and she gets pregnant. Yeah. All right. They should have had, uh, what I was thinking about the other day, for the memes, they should have had Mark Henry versus Antonio Zero. World's Strongest Man versus World's Strongest Man. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it would have, I don't know, man. They just, uh, we'll see. But, um, so how, about the, how about the WLC match? 
God. <clears throat> the main event of the evening, uh, the match we're all we're all uh, lined up to see. I don't know why it's on a pre-show, um, but you know I was telling James this story earlier. I was uh, clowning on Twitter a couple weeks ago. I think I was watching a match on SmackDown. Um, it was El Torito and Hornswoggle, and I was you know doing hashtag stepladder to be funny. Stepladder match, and what do you know? <laughs> the WLC comes about. I'm not look. I I'm just finding that interesting, you know. Yeah. What if, so uh, there's a rumor going on right now that they're actually that they they well they've already uh they've already confirmed it. They've got uh, a veteran wrestler named uh, Short Sleeve Samson. He was on that show Micro Championship Wrestling that oh aired a gosh. couple years ago. And uh and he's actually worked with the WWE before. He portrayed Kurt Angle, uh, a mini version of Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle a while back, and then he also portrayed a mini version of uh, Undertaker. He's gonna. They weren't confirmed tonight that he's going to be the special guest referee for this WLC match. Uh huh. And uh, they, there's also reports claiming that they've uh, contacted a multitude of of uh, little people that are professional wrestlers. So I'm wondering, like, you know, what where they're gonna go with that, or what that they're gonna do with that, you know? It's amazing. WWE, be a star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe they'll bring, like, you know how they bring back guys that we know for our members? Bring maybe back the Haiti kid. The maybe they'll bring back the Raven. Wow. In the new, in the new flock. <laughs> Look, why don't they bring back the Haiti kid so Roddy Piper can cut his hair again? Oh, wow. Goddamn Roddy Piper. Hey, hey, have y'all watched any of Legends House yet? No. No. When you, look, when you do, let me know. Oh, is it good or something? Like, why would we watch that? He's basically saying there's something, since we were just talking about something involving Piper, so it, involving, it has to do with something involving racism. Is that correct? Like, it's, it's just interesting to see all the old guys out there together, like, having to do all these oh, activities okay. and clowning, like, and Hacksaw and, and Tony Atlas are almost going to fight every every episode, it seems like. Uh-oh. Yo, I heard Tony Atlas was a giant douchebag. I've heard it opposite. I've heard he's like the nicest guy ever. I've heard that yeah. he was a douche. Rocky Johnson was awesome. I heard Rocky yeah. Johnson was out with Alki. And then he recovered. Whatever. I side, I side with Rocky. Why? Because. Because. The family. Because of the family. <laughs> Yeah, because there's one thing internet for, uh, that people love is the you know the Dwayne Johnson family. Yeah, look, the Rock can't never win on the internet, ever. Yeah, he's a, he's a first-time wrestler. He should be wrestling. I'm so sick of this. Like, you, all you gonna do is make a stupid movie. People go and they go see the movie. They they just so stupid. Right? <laughs> like we down with that Fast and the Furious shit. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't go back and wrestle, and then he wrestled. Why are you out here wrestling? You're a movie star. You're you only coming out here wrestling a couple times a year. Yeah, so annoying. Yeah, so um, we, we, we want to create a new culture amongst fans on the internet. Um, you know, there are always going to be those, you know, retarded people or whatever, and we welcome you guys to listen to because maybe one day you'll change. But there's one thing that here's one thing that I've learned, right? And, that, and that's why I say it all the time that it's fake sports, is that people are like, hey, man, like, you're taking this too seriously. It's a fake sport. 
Um, it's just wrestling. It, it, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. That, that's the best way to say it. It's wrestling. And all that ridiculousness that they had a child you were watching and now your friends stopped watching because it was so ridiculous. Except you still watch it. So just accept the fact that it is ridiculous and be okay with that. And not take stuff so seriously. As long as it entertains you, that's all that matters. And, right. and I've, kind of embra- I've kind of embraced the fact that there might not be any such thing as the IWC. The IWC might just be the wrestling community, period. Oh, at this point, it's pretty much useful yeah. adults, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, so, it's such a niche, it's such, I mean, there's, it's such a niche nerd thing that, like, it's the same thing as, like, comic books. There's no, it's like, there's no, like, really type of half-laying it. It's like either, like, you're in or you're not. And to be in, it's not that hard to, to buy in. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's... So that's just how it is. It's not like it's something super comprehensive. It's something you can just pick up. And if you're a fan of it, like, you can't understand how other people, like, can't. Like, they'd be like, hold on, what do you mean well, you hate it? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know about that. Because I understand why a grown person would watch this foolishness. But I, I just love it because, I mean, that's just me. I mean, I can understand. I can understand. I mean, but... Like, you heard me before when I told you about watching wrestling. I, I almost apologized for watching foolishness. <laughs> I, 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 I give I, no fucks. Like, I go out in public in wrestling t-shirts. Oh, I would too. I'm, I'm that saying, guy. I'm not, in, I don't, I'm ashamed of watching wrestling. Like, I'm sorry, I'm the first person to watch wrestling, but I'm also the first person to say, they, they also say I realize how ridiculous this is. Yes. But to me, I just, I just don't differentiate, like, r- the ridiculousness of, um, wrestling and anything you know, else. Whatever big word happens on on like whatever TV show someone watches with like laughing and wrestling. Just is it something that's on and I can turn my brain off and I can just enjoy? Right. It's just something that's like it's, it's not like it's not like watching True Detective or watching The Wire or watching Breaking Bad where I can fall pay attention to nuance and like turn my brain on and fully understand. It's just something that's just stupid and I can enjoy. It's almost like listening to like the Teen Pop. Mm. Like I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to like contextualize Katy Perry with uh, Whitney Houston. I just know that like it's just something that's fun. That's all. <laughs> um, yeah, and we got plenty of fun on deck tonight. Um, Extreme Rules. Let's hope it's a a good pay per view. I'm kind of you know I'm wondering you know about half of the, the other half of the card, but um. That's pretty much going to do it for One Nation Radio. You guys got anything else to add? Not really. I'm out. Nope. All righty. Make sure you guys um, check out all the articles. Um, Keep following us and hitting us up on Twitter. Um, We'd love to hear back from you guys. Um, Make sure you keep spreading the word about One Nation Radio. And we'll be looking to be doing some bigger and better things this summer. Um, This is Rich. Uh, I'm out.